So uh, Dr. Sid Williams uh, was the founder of this institution, and <coughs> um, a lot of people uh, were not as fortunate uh, as I was to have spent years under his uh, learning, um, sitting by his feet at DE, uh, you know, coming to the school when Dr. Sid was here, and the president, and very, very involved in everyday action of the school. Um, it was a real uh, a neat experience. So I wanted to make sure that you heard what he had to say. Um, because I, I think his overall message, Dr. Sid's overall message, was never give up. Never, never, never give up. And uh, if you really think about, like some people have some less than positive things to say about Dr. Sid, but if you really think about all that he did create, you know, yeah, he made mistakes. We all make mistakes, right? There ain't nobody in this room or anywhere else that I know of who doesn't make mistakes. Um, but look at what he created, right? I have traveled very fortunately through the ICPA to every single chiropractic school you can imagine in this country. There ain't nothing like life in philosophy, in technique, in size, right? There is nothing, nothing, nothing out there like Life University. Um, so we really have to think about his vision, right? And the vision that Dr. Eagman is carrying on you know, through Dr. Sid's vision, I think it's totally amazing. And um, it reminds me of something else. I was, uh, I was reading a book by uh, Tim Ferriss. I don't know if you guys ever follow Tim Ferriss' work. He's kind of a funny guy. Um, uh, very, I, I don't know if he's getting adjusted. He should be if he isn't getting adjusted. Um, but um, he wrote this uh, book recently that uh, my associate gave me as a Christmas present. And uh, I was reading this one chapter and uh, it brought up a really interesting point, and it's very relevant to Dr. Sid. Uh, and the, the point was, um, when you were little, you were like six or seven years old, what was your favorite book? And I want you to think about that for a second. What was your favorite book? Uh, not when you read Harry Potter when you were older, like your chapter book. I mean like your favorite like kid's book, right? And uh, the reason he said that is because your favorite book actually has a lot of reflection. Your first favorite book when you were a kid has a lot of reflection on what you're doing now in life. I was like, that's interesting. So here's my favorite book. <laughs> the Lorax, right, by Dr. Seuss. Anybody read this? Who, who's read this book? Raise your hand. Okay, good, good portion of you, good. If you haven't read this book, you really should because it's actually one of the most chiropractic books uh, you can read in, for this age category of, of a person. Even though, obviously, the chiropractic is not mentioned whatsoever in Lorax, uh, it's, it's not about chiropractic in any way, shape, or form. It's really an environmental uh, book, you know, for the most part. But I'm going to, obviously, in my crazy thought process, take you through a chiropractic uh, you know, thought process of what is really going on and how it relates to Dr. Sid. Because <clears throat> you see, the whole point of Lorax and why I think it relates, because what this uh, gentleman in the, or person in, Dr., in uh, Tim Ferriss' book was talking about is like how you're living your life now relates to how that character related in life too. And I thought about this and I said, you know, the Lorax, what did the Lorax try to do? The Lorax was trying to save the world. And he had a really uphill battle. If you know the story, right, what was happening is that all the, almost all the trees were cut down, uh, and he was given the one last seed, right? This, this little boy was given the one last seed that the Lorax, you know, saved. Um, so I feel like I'm that boy in that story. Like, I, I, this is it, right? We're, uh, it's up to us. It's like, it's up to me. I'm the last chiropractor. Could I save chiropractic if I was the last chiropractor? Right? Could you save chiropractic if you were the last chiropractor, if everything else was all wiped out? Right? We're in this uphill battle. All the trees are being knocked down, and, so there's, and there's one seed left. Right? 
would you plant? Would you do everything you can to plant that seed and fertilize it and water it and give it the right, you know, everything it needs to, to grow a tree so you can? Because that because once you grow a tree, the cool thing about like apples, let's say, an apple tree is once you have an, one apple seed, how many apples does that apple seed grow? Thousands, right? And from that one seed, you take that. You know what an apple seed looks like? It's pretty small. And you stick that in the ground. If you water and fertilize it and it grows up in a few years to an apple tree, it starts producing hundreds of apples, right? And then each one of those, you can take all those seeds and then spread them around. And now you can have apple trees around the world because of one seed, right? And that's where we relate to Dr. Sid, right? Dr. Sid was trying to create that one seed because after BJ died in 1961, chiropractic was really faltering. And Dr. Sid, through his vision at DE and then later on forming Life, Life University, he tried to, to get that one seed of the beauty of chiropractic and tried to reinvigorate it, right? That was his mission. Um, but what I'm going to suggest to you right now is that chiropractic needs that next one seed because as time is going on, and I've been now you know, shaking the trees here for 27 years, as time is, as time is moving on, right, I see chiropractic kind of faltering again, you know, out there. I see that there's a lot of chiropractors like me, thankfully, who are holding the line and, um, you know, trying to make sure that chiropractic is staying unsullied and undefaced the way BJ asked us to and trying to guard it well, as, he would, as BJ would say. But there's not a lot of us, right? We're very few and far between. I feel like we have this one seed, right? But you go down the road that I you know, work on, on Johnson Ferry. And there's a bunch of chiropractors on that road. And I will tell you, it's amazing what I've watched happen over the years to a lot of these chiropractors. Uh, I, there was a chiropractor right down the road, uh, you know, for me who went out of business because he wasn't, you know, he really wasn't doing very well. There's another chiropractor who changed to an MDDC rehab place. Not that that's bad or wrong. It's nothing wrong or bad about that. It's just different from when he started, the way he started. There's another chiropractor I knew that used to take care of a lot of kids and stuff. And now he's changed into a more like a PT kind of a sports injury kind of place. It's amazing how, you know why? Because there's a whole lot more money and it's easier to talk to someone about chiropractic when it relates to your back or your neck or headaches or whiplash. It's really easy, right? It, it wasn't like, imagine if you know anything about this book, right? With the Lorax, imagine you are trying to convince people, stop cutting down every tree. The tree actually gives us oxygen. You can't just take that away. If you take away the oxygen, you're gonna kill the planet. Right? And like, come on, what's another tree? Right? And now there are laws to protect trees, right? Because they're saying, oh, I guess we kind of blew the ozone layer. And finally, the ozone, right? You've heard about it in the news. The ozone layer is finally actually repairing itself a little bit because we're, we're, we're starting to, we've listened finally in the last 10, 15 years. And now the ozone layer is starting to actually increase for the first time in many, uh, many years, which is great. But what that shows is that it, it takes a huge amount of effort to make this change. Right? So what happens is uh, many chiropractors, because of whatever is happening in their life, whether it's financially or social, whatever, are, end up going in a direction that isn't really chiropractic. Once again, not bad or wrong, it's just not chiropractic. Right? And the way that Dr. Sid talked about it, when he was talking about drop the keys, what do you think that really means? Like, what's, I know there's an obvious meaning to dropping the keys. What does that really mean? What do you really mean by that? Uh, let, let's put it, put it to this story, if you know the story. And what do you think he really meant by this dropping of the keys? 
It's going to work every time. That's right. And that's, that's a good part of it. That's not exactly, but that's a good part of it. But the part of it is that when you drop the keys and it works every time, right? If I plant the seed, it's going to work every time, right? But a couple of things that go with planting the seed, right? Can you just plant the seed and walk away, right? Now, when you're planting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seeds, yeah, you can, you can probably walk away because some the birds will be eat, you know, some of the seeds and some of the seeds won't germinate and some of the seeds will germinate but then die. But when you got one seed, right? So you're, you graduate, right? You got one seed, right? Can you just plant it and walk away? No, right? Right? So you got to work it, right? So even though Dr. Sid, it looks easy just dropping the keys and they go down, that's true. But it took many, many years for him to get to the point to be able to drop that those keys to get it and to be able to understand that. When you plant the seed, you got to do work. You got to water it, you got to fertilize it, you got to protect it, you got to sure make sure it gets enough sun. You got to do a lot a lot of work in order to make sure it works, right? Because if you want that seed to germinate and produce a whole lot of apples and then take some of those apples and then take some of the seeds of some of those apples and then spread to make more trees and more trees, you got a lot of work, right? So people say to me, like, why do you do all that you do? Because who else is going to? That's the, the urgency that I face this, this whole task. Is, is I feel like, like in this thing here, I got one seed. This is the only, what happens if this was it? What happens if this was the only class left in the whole planet that would hear this message? Would I say, well, forget it. Oh, just forget it. All right, it's done. Would I let the chiropractic die? Right? No way. No way. So I'm going to tell the story until I can't tell the story anymore. Right? And I'm going to tell the story to my patients. And people say to me, you re- actually say that to your patients? Yes. I tell them the truth. I don't sugarcoat it. I don't make it things up. I don't just talk about back pain and neck pain. I try to make sure they understand how, what it is, how important it is what we do. Right? So we have to plant these seeds and we have to take care of the seeds. And that's what he was saying at the end. Do you remember what he was saying? When you find the love, what do you got to do with it? You got to protect it. Right? You got to protect it. You got to nurture it. And whether that's in a relationship or it's in, in terms of you know, a, a two spouses or, or it's in, it's in a, a relationship like in, in a communication relationship where it's, it's friend, uh, or, or friends or, or patients, like doctor to patient, you got to protect that. Right? You have to protect that relationship. And whether it's even talking to yourself, there's so many times that it's easy for us to kind of lose sight of where we really should be going because we're so consumed, you know, you're so consumed with boards, you're so consumed with Oscars next week, you're so consumed with something else, you forget about it and you can let the, like, like what Dr. Sid will say is, it's like holding a butterfly. How do you hold the butterfly? Do you crunch it? Right? How do you hold it? You'd hold, like if your butterfly's in your hand, you hold them really, really gently like this. And that's how Dr. Sid used to describe it. He said, you got to hold the love of chiropractic, to hold the love of people in your hands like it's a butterfly. And you can't let it go. And that's the same thing with what, like if you know the end of this particular um, you know, story, that's like he's holding the seed with such reverence. Right? Because he knows this is it. Right? What would you do if what you have is the last seed? Are you going to waste it saying, let me just crack your back? I'll make you feel better. Let me just crack your back. That's not what it's about. That is not what it's about. You know, chiropractic certainly makes backs feel better, which is fabulous, right? It's lovely. And it's produced a lot of people coming into this profession. But as you'll hear me say a bazillion times, the only reason that I adjust parents is why? To adjust their kids. That's the only reason. I I, I only adjust parents because I want to adjust their kids. 
That's the only, and, and same with grandparents. I want just their grandkids, right? I want to get to the kids because the kids are the future. Because you know what? When I show the kids what chiropractic is, I create a chiropractic warrior for a lifetime, right? If you're in my office and you're watching what's happening during a typical adjustment day, we have a big open adjusting area, all you're going to see is kids adjusting their parents and kids adjusting dolls and, and we got all these chiroclickers all over the place and you just see kids getting involved and getting involved. You know, that's what I want. That's what I want. Like, it's just the best thing in the world is to see a bunch of kids adjusting dolls and adjusting their mom and dad. And, you know, yesterday this one little girl, she's <clears throat> such a funny little thing. And she, most, most kids only adjust their own parents or maybe their brothers and sisters. This little one is so confident in chiropractic, she adjusts anybody. <laughs> if you're lying down, she's game to adjust you. So I'm always telling patients, just letting you know that you're going to feel a little pair of hands on you and they're not mine. All right, there's some, they're, they're her, there's this little girl, and she is helping us today. And everybody's totally cool with that because, you know, that's just, they expect that kind of thing in my office, right? But that's planting the seed, right? That's getting her so excited, even though she's only a couple of years old and, and she doesn't really get what's going on, but she gets it on the inside, right? Like BJ would call it with the adjustment with the extra something, there's something on the inside that she understands, she resonates with this. So when she's in the office, she's totally thrilled to help out. She wants, to, she, wants, she wants so bad to give this to other people, right? And that's what we want, right? Because that's the seed. And we have to make, we, what we have to do is, is we have to understand that how, how is this going to happen in our practices is we have to make those seeds, right? Whereas in the Lorax, he was given, you know, this boy was given that one seed. We have to make that seed. And the way we make that seed is education, right? Is to educate them. So as a chiropractor, my job is not to push or click or adjust, that's not really the job. The job is really to, to grow more seeds, right? To plant the seeds so much that I have a patient who just went to, uh, to England and she said, I need a chiropractor in England. I cannot live without chiropractic for me and my family, right? And another patient just moved to Germany and she said to me, I need you to find a chiropractor for me in Germany. I cannot go without chiropractic. Chiropractic has made that much of a difference. That's what we're talking about. Right? Tomorrow I'm adjusting. One of my former interns, she's in another state, and one of her patients happily traveled into, into uh, Atlanta region to take care of, of uh, some family member. We're going to adjust that family member tomorrow because that former intern understands how to deliver the message so much that this woman said, I need to keep on getting adjusted even though I'm away from my chiropractor. That's the kind of seeds we have to create. We have to create seeds where people say, I need lifetime care, not I need care until my cash runs or my insurance runs out or I need care until my back pain feels better, right? That's one way of doing it and there's nothing wrong with that way, but that's not the way that we want to teach. We want to teach lifetime care, right? Just the same way that you teach someone how to exercise. You don't just exercise until you feel strong. You got this big, fit, buff body. Got my six-pack. Now I'm done. Right? I'm done. And I'll just wait till I'll just all get all flabby, and then I'll start up again. Right? Is that what you want to do? No. You, you get fit, and you stay fit. It's the same thing with getting adjusted. Is you get adjusted until your spine is fit, and now you stay fit. Right? And that's what we have to teach our patients. You know, it's not about back pain. It's about planting seeds. It's not about delivering a thrust. Yes, the thrust is, the, is what we do, right? But it's not why. It's not the why, right? It's, and trust me, just doing this on someone is not going to bring someone back to your office. Like, who the hell cares, right? Just this is not enough to bring someone back to the office over and over and over again. I have some patients who have been coming to me for 20-something years, 
right? That is not the thing that's bringing them back. What's bringing them back is the love that we have for that patient and the love we, that we have for the message that we deliver every single time they're there, right? So I want you guys to think about, because maybe we'll talk about this at later times, I want you guys to think about what, what's your favorite book from when you were a kid, right? So mine was the Lorax. What's your favorite? It doesn't have to be Dr. Seuss. It could be anything. But, but not the Judy B. Jones and the Harry Potters and stuff, but what's your favorite kid's book, you know, the picture kind of books from, from that you know, early reading time? And think about if that person or that character or whatever relates to someone that you're right now, because it might actually hold some pretty interesting insight in for you.